Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Yes, uh, obviously. Ari, Ari Aster. Uh, is it Oster or Aster? Aster? I always call him Oster. Oster? You, oh, oh you, when you, when you, when I you, talk you, to when him. you dial him up, you yeah. say, hey, Mr. Aster. Hey, Mr. Ari Aster. <laughs> right. Hello. It's me, Raph. Hello, Mr. Stitt. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. <laughs> but, we're you not know, doing well. No, 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 we're not. Well, it is Halloween after. Well, it's not Halloween. It's October, but it's a hollow month. It's a hollow month. Yeah, yeah. And we're here to talk about scary movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we going to talk about today, Raph? So we're going to talk about these two gents, uh, the two newest faces in the world of of horror directing. I thought you were going to say the two newest faces in the Marvel Cinematic. <laughs> yeah. No, we're not talking about Marvel anymore. I can't get off it, dude. Dude, get off it. All right, I'll get. Off. Hey, I'll get out. Yeah, hey, hey, that's one of the movies we're going to talk about. And we're clinking with Johnny Walker. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about Get Out. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Us. Yes. We're going to talk about Hereditary. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about Midsummer. Yes, which we didn't see. Oh. We didn't? No, but it's a great movie. Yeah, it's a wonderful film. Absolutely. All right, so let's talk about some of the other ones. Yeah. Should we start with Get Out? I fit, Yeah, chronologically, I guess, yes. Yeah. 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 Get Out. Get out. No, what no, no a, I mean, get out. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> what a movie. What a movie. What a movie. What a movie. Yeah. As a black man yeah. who dates white women, yes. Get Out is probably one of the most terrifyingly realistic things I've ever seen on the big screen. Really? Yeah. I 100% felt what Chris was feeling. The entire movie. When you when you went to meet your white girlfriend's parents, did it play out similarly to? <laughs> All right, funny story about the first, <laughs> not the first time I met my white girlfriend's parents, but the first time I went out to their house. I go out for a, a big family gathering, and you know, cousins and family friends and all that good stuff. They're all showing up at the house. I'm obviously the only black face around. <laughs> And her parents, who are super lovely people, it felt like they were kind of parading me around to all of their friends, like, hey, look at Raph, our new black friend. Kind of like how Chris felt at the party oh, with, uh, with, all of the, uh, with all of the older white people, you know, kind of looking at him and examining him like he was like some sort of specimen. Right, which he was, exactly. Yeah. That's how I felt. Maybe that's what was happening, and maybe you got out. I don't... I mean, if that was what was happening i don't think i would have gotten out oh, okay that's fair yeah where was this was this out in the co- up in the country yeah you know in their house upstate i don't want to like give like uh yeah what's their social security give, <laughs> give, a, give a location so people can like go find these people no but that's you know that's interesting no of course i mean it's interesting because you know you're you're a black gentleman i'm mm-hmm. a, a white gentleman mm-hmm. um and you know the movie is obviously going to resonate with different people for different reasons and it just so happens that you as you said, <laughs> date white women. Yeah, I've been known to. Great. Have you ever dated a white man? No, I have not. But, I mean, it's not just, like, that I can identify <laughs> with the movie on this, like, weird racial level. It's sure. also an outstanding film. Right, right, Both, right. like, as a horror film and just as, like, a film itself. I mean, it's extremely original. It's insanely original. It's, like, one of the best, uh, like, directorial debuts I've probably ever seen. Absolutely. And it got uh, Daniel Kaluuya. Am I pronouncing his last name correct? I don't know. Daniel Kaluuya? Kaluuya? I think it ends with an ah. Okay. Well, Daniel Kaluuya. 
he uh, he like broke through into stardom in an episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Uh, Fifty million merits, if I recall correctly, and he has this am- amazing monologue that he does where he like weeps directly into the camera. And I think Jordan Peele probably saw that episode of Black Mirror and was like, "Okay, Daniel, I'm gonna put you in my movie, and I'm gonna need you to cry the whole time." <laughs> Can you do this, like, weird, like, open-eyed, like, stream weep thing it's inc- for me? It's incredible. It's literally the poster of the movie. It's yeah. just his face crying. It's it's wild. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. It's a terrifying image. Yeah, it's a great performance, too. I don't know how he does it. Me, me neither. Yeah. Let's call no him idea. up and ask. Yeah, yeah, uh, I mean, so so why do you like the movie? Well... Talk to me about it. For no, Well, I mean, if you... I think it's, it's funny because I think the film is actually way better... On rewatch, oh, a thousand percent. Um, I liked it the first time I saw it, but I didn't like it. when it came out. It got like insane reviews, insane hype. Everyone was like, "This is the greatest thing we've ever seen." Um, and so naturally, hearing that and then going into it, I was like, "I'm going to find something I don't like about it." Yeah, of course. And I was really aggravated when I enjoyed it. Yeah. So, <laughs> but I didn't like. I I wasn't crazy about it. But then I watched it again. And of course, when you know the the twist that spoilers, if you haven't seen Get Out, although we just go into spoilers yeah. at the beginning of every episode without yeah. saying that. Uh, what is, what is uh, Rose? Rose is Rose his girlfriend, and, Chris. and right, and Chris is, yeah. is Daniel Kaluuya. Uh, Chris's girlfriend um, lures black men and black women to her white family's estate, and they via the mother of the family, like, brainwashing them and, like, hypnotizing them. Uh, and the dad is a surgeon, transplants other white people's frontal lobe or whatever. I don't yeah. think they get too complicated with the, the science of it. Um, into these black men and black women's brains and essentially takes over their body. Um, and when you know that that's the twist and that's the... Because pre- at first, like, it's set up as, like, just, like, this psychological racial thriller where it's yeah. just, like, oh, it's just, like, this horrible yeah. story about this. It's just, like, a really uncomfortable situation for this black dude to be in. Right. Like, her parents are, like, liberal, but, like, low-key kind of racist. Right. He like, would have voted for Obama for a third term if yeah. he could have. Yeah. The amount of times I've heard that is <laughs> yeah, of <course>. insane. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, like, when you know that twist and you rewatch it, it's, like... Oh, the writing and the performances are—they really are incredible. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, it's all there. Like it's all right there. I, th- I I think you can look at this movie from like, like you can look at it just in terms of like how uh how it's written and like all the little clues and stuff that are that are given to you along the way, and then also like how it's like shot and edited. Like there are some like insane shots that like with just like a single frame, like Jordan Peele is telling you like. 18 different things about mm-hmm. this movie and like what's happening with these characters um so i just think on like every different layer like you can look at this movie and like appreciate it for for being a masterpiece like i wholeheartedly believe that this movie is a masterpiece i think it's like a once in a generation movie um i think like 40 years from now like people will look back on get out as like the picture of the of the i guess what the 2010s decade Absolutely. Or even I mean, of just, like, the early 21st century. I mean, if you even think just recently, I mean, like, there's a reason that we're, we're looping Ari Aster and Jordan Peele into this singular episode. It's just, when you think about original horror films, not many people come to mind. Uh, it's, you know, it's 2019, it's almost 2020. Well, it's close to 2020. But over the past 
nine years, it's like, oh, what really sticks out? It's like, oh, the films that these guys have made. Um, and they, it's, I think the reason they're both so successful is because the ideas are original and it's not like, oh, here's another Saw movie or here's yeah. another Scream movie or here's another zombie movie or whatever. It's like just these really unique ideas um, from just creative people that really are attracted to the genre of horror and like telling a story through horror, whether it's like actual like physical horror or like psychological horror or, or whatever. Um, but I agree with you. I think when we look back, I think especially this past decade, the, the 2010s, as you said, I think that particularly Get Out. We could obviously, you know, spend all day, we could spend hours talking about this movie and all the, you know, little details that are so amazing about it, whether it's the, you know, the silver spoon, you know, so to speak, being like the weapon of choice oh, of the white sure. family. Right. Um, you know, just like little details like that. Like, what does the sunken place mean? What's the significance of the deer on the side of the road? Like, we can get into all of that and have like a like 15 hour long discussion about all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but I think for the purpose of what we're doing here and, you know, kind of looping in Ari Aster, we, we kind of want to look at the movie as uh, more in like the macro picture. Sure. Um, just in terms of like what Jordan Peele and Ari Aster with these like super original ideas and, you know, obviously being like huge fans of horror, like it would be hard for them to make movies like this if they didn't have a genuine like love and appreciation for this genre. Um, you had to just talk about like how they're kind of, you know, taking the genre as a whole to, um, to I guess, to like to heights where it hasn't really been before in the past it, and this is this is just a small thing for me but it's like i really don't like jump scares in my films yeah like, i think they're so played they're so out cheap. they're so cheap they're so played out these days and it's just like oh here's a loud noise and a startling image in front of you yeah it's just like oh uh, oh god <laughs> oh. oh god i'm scared um but these movies achieve that same feeling without having to do that and just like you know you can achieve a jump scare with anything, doing anything. And yeah. so often in a lot of like recent horror films, there's like the fake out jump scare where it's like, oh, who's behind them? And it's like a hand on the shoulder. Oh, it's their friend. Yeah. The, I mean, the other thing with the jump scare, like you can rewatch a movie that has jump scares. And if you know when the jump scares are coming, yeah. you're not going to be as scared as you were the first time around. No, of course Whereas not. like these movies, like, I mean, I think we'll, we'll get into Hereditary in a second, but mm -hmm, mm -hmm. every time I've re-watched re Hereditary, I've been as terrified as I was the first time around. And, I mean, it's just due to the way that they that they kind of construct these these worlds and these horror situations. Right. I'm right. still scared about Get Out. Are you really? Are you scared that it's going to happen to you, or are you afraid of watching it? I'm scared that it's going to happen to me. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I don't want you to be in the sunken place, Raf. Dude, that's the thing. We're always in the sunken place. And by we, I mean black Americans. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude. Talk to us about that, Ref. About the sunken place? Yeah. The sunken place is kind of just this idea that, you know, as a black person in America, um, you're kind of put in a position where you're really just spect spectating and can't really do anything about what's going on around you. And, you know, when you're in the sunken place white Americans kind of have all of the control over what's going on with you and, and what's happening to you. And you really just have like no agency to, you know, kind of fight for yourself um, or anything like that. So, you know, 
we're kind of always in the sunken place. Right. It's pretty unfortunate, but... Right, and he, you know, it, he achieves what he's trying to say with that visually in the film. And, you know, obviously it is it is a racial thing, but that actual imagery and plot-wise and story element of that creation is horrifying regardless of who you are. Yeah. Just the idea of, of being trapped and being an observer yeah. and having no control over, over what's, your, over what's, what's happening, to happening to your body. Right. Yeah. Right. It's horrifying. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that's part of what makes this movie great. Like, you can obviously watch it with, like, the racial element in mind, but you could also just watch it as, like, a pure... Or not a, not a pure horror, horror film, because it's not really, like, traditional horror in mm-hmm. the sense that we're used to, but you can watch it and still, like, get all of those, like, senses of dread um, just from, like... The way that, yeah, like, the way that it's shot, like, that image of him in the, the actual sunken place where he's, like, you know, like, waving his mm-hmm, arms around mm-hmm. to, like, try to get out, and it's, like, it's terrifying. And yeah, you can, like, absolutely. you can feel it. Well, yeah, especially when you learn that that's what happens to them, and then, like, all the other black characters in the film, uh, that, like, the, the, the grandmother and the grandfather are, like, in the bodies of it. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, these people are, like, living, like, yeah. just trapped. yeah. For years and years and years. That's why, like, at the end, when one of them, like, actually gets control, he, like, murders them, and then he, like, kills himself. Because he's, he's like, like, there's no way I'm going. Like, yeah. like, I'm not going back. There's no way I get out. Right. Right. I gotta get in. Yeah. Gotta get in. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, it's, you know, it's, the, it's interesting the way he, like, tackles the idea of racism in this film, I think, because it's not... It's not like the these white uh, characters that he writes are like hateful towards black people, right? It's almost no, like this yeah. weird uh, admiration and jealousy and desire. It's like, oh no, 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 no! Like this is a- like you're ours, yeah, kind of thing. Like yeah. we want you and yeah. we will control you. I think it's. I mean, it's kind of just like an interesting, uh, I guess, like poke at like liberal Americans who are like so quick to say. You know, like, oh, like, we love black Americans, and, mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. police shouldn't be shooting unarmed blacks and stuff like that. Right, um, right. But kind of, like, still in a sense, like, have this, like, weird power dynamic where they don't really want black Americans to have as much, uh, I guess, like, clout or power as, as they do, um, and have, like, these, like, weird, like, manipulative, like, systems in place to, like, mm-hmm. keep those black Americans down, uh, whether it be, you know you know, uh, taking their brains and putting them into black bodies or, I guess, something that might be a little bit more tangible to real life. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think it's, like, super... It was, like, a super smart idea to have the 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 uh, the, the bad guy white characters not just be, like, overtly racist, like, Southerners. To have right. them be, like, elite, like, Northeast liberals, like... It's pretty, right. it's pretty scary. Right, absolutely. Also... It's great that the dad is uh, is Eric. Oh, Bradley Whifford from uh, from Billy Madison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's great. I, I like him in everything he's in. Yeah, the West yeah. Wing. The West Wing. Uh, he's in the Cabin in the Woods. Uh, oh, you haven't seen, I haven't it. seen it. Oh, you should. It's great. It's a big hole. In it's my, a nice little Joss Whedon romp. In my uh, in my horror. Yeah. No, you'd like it. Catalog. Very very, very funny. Oh well, I mean, right. One thing that we like didn't mention that that we obviously should, and this is. I think um, I think this is inevitable when you deal with Jordan Peele. Uh, is that you know the film is funny? Yeah, like there's a lot of humor in it. Yeah, um, particularly 
through Daniel Kaluuya's character, Chris, like, early on especially, where, like, he's noticing, like, all yeah. these, like, ever so slightly yeah. off things. Quick thing yeah. that he that he mentions that I, like, personally thought was hilarious and, like, a lot of my white friends who I've talked about the movie with haven't noticed. Uh, he mentions that Georgina doesn't, like, appreciate that he's, uh, that Chris is, is dating Rose and, like, she has a weird thing about the, the inter, interracial relationship mm-hmm. and Rose is, like, oh, no, like, don't worry about Georgina. Like, she doesn't care about that. And Chris is like, no, trust me, it's a thing. That's, like, something as a black person who, like, dates across racial lines, like, I noticed and I, like, thought that was hilarious mm-hmm. because there's, like, totally a thing where where black women, like, a lot of times don't appreciate when black men date white women. Um, but I think if you, like, live outside of that, like, you wouldn't pick up on it and it wouldn't be funny. But Jordan Peele was able to, like, sneak in a joke like that that, right. I guess, like, Wink, wink. Guys like me right. would understand. Yeah. And guys like Jordan Peele. Right. Who's married to a white woman. And I actually didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. I think he's married to, uh, to Chelsea Peretti. Should I know who that is? From Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh. Uh, yeah, that show yeah. is great. Not that show is... Tangent. Brooklyn Nine-Nine is really funny. It's, like, really funny. Ain't the same, boy. Yeah. Yeah. He's in it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um... But no, I think for like a directorial debut, and like for someone whose background is comedy, to just like dive into a, like a horror, yeah, uh, like cross genre thing, I think it, it it's very impressive, and, like pretty darn incredible. And it's like not like, like there's no like spectacle to it. It's like there aren't really like special effects. Yeah, it's there just, are like, a few a very, jump scares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a very self-contained story, like on location. Very few characters. Yeah. Uh, it's just very much about the story he's trying to tell. Like, great performances across the board, especially by Daniel Kaluuya. Did he get nominated for this? I don't mm-hmm. think so. He really should have, because he he's absolutely incredible. Yeah. In it. Um, yeah, dude, but I, I think it's I think it's great. I I think that it totally is worthy of the, um, of the praise that it receives for a number of reasons. I just think, like, you know, you want to talk about... Uh, you want to talk about the the racial issues it brings up or, or whatever, but I think just like at its core, it's just a good movie. It's just yeah. a solid movie. Aside from that, and it also happens to deal with those topics very effectively and in an interesting and artistic way. You know, um, so for kud- sure, kudos, kudos, Jordan Peele's. When I first saw the trailer for Get Out, mm-hmm. I saw a horror movie from the dude, one of the dudes from Key and Peele. And I had just seen Keanu, which... Oh, the cat movie. The cat movie with the two of them. I which had never I, seen it. Which I thought was terrible. Or not, I thought it was terrible. It, it was objectively terrible. Keanu! Keanu! Um, I, I see this trailer for a horror movie from the dude from Key and Peele. I think to myself, there's no way in hell this movie can be halfway decent. This is going to be... This looks like the dumbest piece of shit I will ever see. There's no way it can be any good. And I saw it opening weekend, and it's my favorite movie of the last like twenty five years. That's true. You know, you never shut up about it. Yeah, it's. Yeah. I I think it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Every it's... time I call you on the phone, I say, "Hey, Raph, how are you doing today?" You say, "Get out." <laughs> say, "Get out" is the best movie of all time. <laughs> What's new with you, fucker? Uh, so yeah, if you haven't seen Get Out, you really you should. I believe yeah. it's on HBO at the moment. It might not it's, be. It's somewhere. It's, it's somewhere. somewhere. Go check it out. It. Go rent it. Rent it, it on Amazon for four dollars. Give those artists their their dues. Yeah. 
They need it. They do. They're hungry on the street. <laughs> they need it. Um, well, okay, so we chatted about Jordan Peele a little bit. Let's uh, let's segue into Ari Oster. Let's talk about Hereditary. Another phenomenal uh, directorial debut. It, it, was that his directorial debut? Really? I think so. Hereditary? I think he I think he had made a few shorts uh, before, um, but I think this was his first uh, feature length film. Oh, it is his. It is his feature. You were correct, Raf. It is our Hereditary is Ari Aster's feature directorial debut. That's yeah. pr- pretty incredible. Um, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Did you hear that it was that he originally wrote it as just like a family drama piece? And then he decided to rewrite it as a horror because he thought that making a genre film would uh, just bring in more money at the box office. Well, he was probably right about that. Yeah. But that's interesting that you bring that up because I have a lot of thoughts about the film in regards to the efficacy of the family drama versus the efficacy of the horror elements in it. Let's hear it. Let's hear those thoughts, brother. So, I thought the film was most horrific and most effective when it was dealing with the grief of this broken family of of having the little girl uh, perish. And not only perish, but like in a really fucking... The most gruesome way imaginable. Yeah, I... Like, regardless of how I feel about the film as a whole, I have to say, uh, the, the way he chose to depict... Um, the reveal of what happens to the daughter where you don't like you 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 know that like her her dead body is in the back seat but like the son the brother won't look at it yeah so you don't see it yet he just climbs into his bed yeah he's lying awake and just all you hear is the blood curdling scream of Tony Collette finding oh, the, lo- the the headless body of her daughter because then it cuts to her head like yeah. decomposing on the road that is that is maybe like the I don't know how long that whole sequence takes. Maybe like what is it like ten minutes, fifteen minutes? Yeah, around there. It's from the moment that they get into the car and then they have the car crash, and then when the when the mother finds the the body in the back and we see the head. That is the most uncomfortable I've ever felt watching a movie. I almost got up and walked out, and I because I was so nauseated. I I just it sucked all of the air out of the room. I, I feel like, at least personally, and uh, I didn't take another, I didn't take a breath until after that whole thing kind of kind of decompressed. It was it was insane the way that he did that. I, I, I don't even I guess know well, where to begin well, like you know, trying to explain it. It's but. so it's so brilliant because you're like fuck what happened to her. You're like she's dead. Well, yeah. I'm, immediately you're like she's dead. Shit. And then you hear the blood curdling scream. Yeah. And you're like, oh my god. But he doesn't show you what she finds. Yeah. He shows you what's left, left on the road. Yeah. So your imagination is just like this headless corpse in the back seat. Yeah. And what that must look like. And just to, and your I imagination screamed, goes right dude. back to to the actual incident. Because when oh, it first yeah. happens right. and you hear the sound, I thought, oh, her whole body went flying out of the car. Right. And then maybe you're thinking, oh, the mom found all the blood in the back seat. Right. But then you see the head, and you realize the mom has seen the headless right. corpse right. in the back seat. Right. And it's, it's, I have to like, we'll get into Tony Collette in a minute, but like her performance, dude, in this movie, it's wild, is out of control, and it's absurd that she wasn't at least nominated yeah. for this film. It's like fucking so stupid. It was, it was a wild performance. Yeah. Um, but in terms of like why I think the horror of that is effective is because it's like. 
it's the scene of, of the, the son driving home with the, the dead daughter's corpse in the back seat. And it's just like this constant edging of him looking in the rearview yeah. mirror, like not wanting to see what has happened. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, God, what's he going to see? Yeah. And it's not like there's a monster in the backseat. It's not like yeah. there's a zombie in the backseat. It's it's his dead sister back there that he, he doesn't want to look at. Yeah. And it's just, like, so horrifying. It's terrible. And there's, like, no dialogue or music for, like, the entire time. You're just, like, sitting there in the silence with him. And, like, you can feel his pain through mm-hmm. the screen. Mm-hmm. It's it's insane. As, as far as I'm concerned, like, I think that's what the movie is about. He probably... I think when he was, like, conceiving this film, you know, like, I like to think about, uh, like, what idea does a director or writer start with? Yeah. And, like, Tarantino, like, you know, I think we we talk about, like, oh, he picks a song that he likes and then he he builds a film around that. But with with this, I, like, would not be surprised if Ari Aster was like, I, there is, I, this this movie will be built around this sequence where the daughter of this family dies in this horrific way and the family is broken as a result of it. I mean, the daughter dying doesn't even happen until, like, 30 or 40 minutes into the movie. Yeah, and yeah. for the first, you know, I guess for that the time leading up to that, you're kind of uh, sitting there watching, thinking that the movie is, is going to be about the daughter and how she's dealing with the death of, of her grandmother, um, which is another reason why that scene just sucks the air out of the room, mm-hmm. uh, because you're expecting a movie about this little girl, and then you realize that she's killed maybe a third of the way into the movie and we're kind of left kind of like wondering what the hell is the rest of this movie going to be about if not about her right right Um, because i mean you know there are so many horror films these days that come out like annabelle and like the conjuring and insidious it's like there's all these creepy children in the movie and it's like oh like there's going to be a lot of scares with the kids yeah i mean she was a pretty creepy kid Uh, yeah absolutely whoever found this this girl yep like no, like no offense to the, the girl. Like you are fucking weird looking. <laughs> yeah, I think some of that was was makeup. Was, was it prosthetic? You yeah, think? I think a, l- oh. a little bit. Um, well, regardless, you did a great job. Yeah, at being creepy as shit. Yeah, thanks for for listening to our podcast for haunting me. <laughs> I couldn't sleep for like a week after watching that movie. Oh, it was yeah, extremely disturbing. Um, however, however, let's hear it. Um. Okay, but before I before I get into the other thing, you know, I, I mentioned how I really enjoy like the family horror elements. It's like you know, the, like the real life horror of what the, that might be like to deal with. Mm-hmm. And Tony Collette's performance sells it, especially like the dinner scene with Gabriel Byrne and the son there. Yeah, and she's like, "I am your mother." mother. Yeah, fucking incredible, amazing. She should have won an award for that scene. But it's like the best scenes in the movie for me. Had nothing to do with supernatural aspects. Interesting. It's just like this very real family horror that's going on. What I didn't like were these weird sort of ritualistic culty horror rules that he tries to set up and then break. So we're meant to believe that the cult put peanuts into the cake at the party... That no. she went to. We're not supposed to believe yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely, 100%. Because there's the cult sign on the telephone pole. Yeah, there's the cult sign on the telephone pole. Yeah. So we think that they put the nuts in the... Yeah, 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 to cake. get her to stick her head out when they drive along the road. So the magic culty telephone pole will knock her head off. Eh. 
No, dude, I, I'm telling you, this is a thing. Where you, the you peanuts know, come from? You know, you know how all the uh, Walbaums, you know how all the uh, <laughs> Shoprite, you know how, how all the uh, all the naked cult members show up at the end of yeah. the film, like around the house, which is yeah. fucking creepy, which is terrifying. Like just a, a, a naked person standing in your doorway, smiling. I don't know why I said doorway like that. <laughs> doorway. 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 A naked person standing in your doorway, smiling at you like that, is horrifying. I hate it. If you're if you if I'm ever naked in your presence, I would prefer you never smile at me. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. Um, Aren't you can, the, apparently you can see them around the house earlier in the yes thing you too. can you can they're like scattered around in, yeah. in frames yeah in the frame in the frame uh, the frame of the image yeah uh, but my my point is that when you see them all surrounding the house at the end, a lot of those cult members are kids from that party. Interesting. And so it's this heavy insinuation that they planned this whole thing for the daughter to die because King Payman, the demon, Payman, yeah. whatever. Hail Payman. Hail Payman. Hail Payman. Hail Payman. Yes. He wants, he's a male demon and yeah, he wants he a, male a male host. host. Right. Yeah. But, so he was but dissati- Charlie was his original host. Right. He was dissatisfied with Charlie's body. Yeah. Um, but, and the reason, like, they go into that plot wise is like, oh, Tony Collette kept her grandmother from her son, from her son, but not from the granddaughter, yeah. and that's why Payman yeah. was yeah. able to, uh, of course, and have the body, of, of course, Charlie. Yeah, um, and it's interesting that her name is Charlie too. Yeah. It's like typically a boy's name. Yeah, like, I think Charlie was also the uh, was also uh, Tony Collette's brother's name. Uh, oh, in the film, the one who yeah. who uh, who hung himself because quote his mom was trying to put different people into his body. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, so, kind of like my understanding from from watching was uh, originally the grandmother was trying to make Big Uncle Charlie the host for payment, and he had no interest, so he offed himself. Uh, and then she wanted to put it put payment inside of Peter. Peter Payman makes sense, of course. You know, um, alliteration. And Annie Tony Collette's character uh, said, "No thanks, Mom. Keep your." Weird demon people away from my son. Um, and then little Charlie came, and Andy was like, "All right, you know what, Mom? You know you can you can hang out with with my weird looking daughter, baby, <laughs> who looks like the headless bird." Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's totally intentional. Yeah, I mean, there's no other need for the for the headless bird, for the headless pigeon. Yeah, she that keeps, she, that she re- cuts with. She the, really likes that scissors. Yeah. That scissors or those scissors? Th- these scissors? I don't know. Whatever. It's a fucking creepy movie. It so the supernatural movie. stuff didn't do it for you? No, it's not that it didn't do it for me. I thought that the imagery of it yeah. was very... Like, Tony Collette sawing her own head off with piano wire is an amazing, amazing image. It's but terrifying. Like, and, like, um, her in the... In the the corner, that corner, that uh, when she's in oh, the, where she's like climbing she's like along, climbing the wall, along the wall, and, and it's like not, not right, not in the forefront of the frame. And yeah. you're like, and then it kind of, uh, it's like that, it's like that shot in Halloween when Mike, Mike Myers is in the closet, and Mike, Mike Austin Powers, Michael, Michael Myers. Oh, there you go. Okay, is there a difference? I, 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 some people might not think so. <laughs> All right, whatever. I don't care. But Michael Myers <laughs> is, uh, he's in the closet, and like it slowly like the light like illuminates his face and shows mm-hmm. him it's kind of mm-hmm. like the same thing where you can't really see her and like the focus isn't on her um and then you slowly realize that she's that she's up there that is like one of the like single most horrifying shots i've ever seen in a film oh yeah it's great 
Um, and then she like scatters across the ceiling behind him. Yeah, and she's like with, banging like, her head on yeah. the. Uh... Well, okay, you you bring that up. It's like vi- visually and conceptually, the like supernatural horror elements I thought are are great and like really fucking like striking, but. When I think about it in in terms of like the rules of this horror film, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about like horror and, and like rules about like supernatural shit when we talk about us as well. All but, right. But like Tony Collette's like trying to bang her head and get into the attic, and then she's just like in the attic. It's like ghost shit. Yeah. Or it's like oh Tony Collette can't burn this book because if she burns the book she'll burn. And then the book gets burned, and the dad burns. Dude, it's poor like, Steve. He was just trying ghost to hold, shit. He was just trying to hold his family together. I like that character a lot. It's if Gabriel I love Byrne. Steve. Yeah, Steve is great. Gabriel Byrne is so funny because he's just like I'm just like a dad. He's just who, a like, regular the, dad. He's, he's yeah, just, I'm like, just like what the fuck is yeah. going on? <laughs> he just like wants everyone to like eat their yeah. veggies and like be happy and do their homework. He's like Peter, did you sign up for the that SAT course? And then he fucking bursts into flames and dies. <laughs> <laughs> because of his like demon wife. Yeah, that's what happens if you don't get a tutor, Steven. Yeah. Um, but, but all I'm tr- and it it's just I don't know. It feels like I think I probably would have enjoyed the film more in his early incarnation idea of it just being a, a horror trage a, f- a family tragedy horror film. Yeah. Um, like some of the supernatural elements work. But I think he's right that in terms of it like being more mainstream and being more appealing yeah. to a, a bigger mass audience, uh, requires that spin on it. Yeah, I mean that last act is like way more accessible for oh, like absolutely. your average horror fan. It's like here's the horror movie now. Then the horror movie starts. Then the rest of it is right. Um, but I mean everything leading up to it, it's like it's the same. It's the same as Get Out. It's like beautifully written, um, and when you go back and rewatch it, there are so many little. Um, just like little hints and cues that that Ariaster is giving you uh, in terms of what is going to happen, um, and just like even with like simple images, like the 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 image of the bird, uh, the headless bird, you know, getting its head cut off by the scissors. It's like super similar to when we see her head on the side of the road, right? And then when right. we see her head on the side of the road and the face that she's making, like the way that she's holding her lip, that is ex- like exactly the same as the face that Peter is making towards the end of the film when he's smashing his face in on his desk at school. Right. Um, so, like, things like that, like, just, uh, like, little cues and stuff that he gives you along the way, um, definitely, like, way more effective than just, like, the, like, startling imagery of the of the final third. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, uh, the original ending uh, apparently was Peter tearing his own eyes out. Like you see, you know how there's that close up of him at the yeah. end of the film, and there's uh, the voiceover of the cult member and Dowd, yeah. who actually I really liked seeing because I'm a big fan of the left, the leftovers on HBO, and she's a big character in that. Um, but she has this voiceover over just a close up of his of his face, and Ari Oster changed the ending um, and added her voiceover, but the original ending in test screenings was him like gnawing yeah. his own eyes out. Or yeah, like I, ripping I, his own eyes out. I don't. I don't. Um, I, don't I think we needed that. No, it was like kind of, kind of. It would have. I. I don't think it would have really. Aside from the like startling yeah. actual image of seeing that. Doesn't uh, do anything. Right. What's right. your voiceover like? Don't worry, Payment, you're you're home like, now. King Payment, you're here. Yeah. We're here for you, King Payment. Yeah. Hail Payment. Hail Payment. 
Yeah, but I mean, over overall, overall, I really like it. I think it's extremely effective. Yeah. Um, I've never once, never once, like felt the need to like have to get up and walk out of a movie because it like unsettled me so much. Yeah. But the, her head on the concrete—it's so like, unsettling. Like really, almost got me there. Yeah. Uh, but no, I'd recommend this movie too. I, I like Hereditary a lot. I don't think I like it as much as Get Out. Actually, I think I like Get Out more as a film. I think Hereditary is scarier. I think yes. Get Out works a little bit better overall, overall as a whole. Yes, I agree 100%. 100%. Uh, so that brings us to our final film that we're going to chat about. we got two more. Oh, that's right. We have to talk about Midsummer, which we didn't see. Yes. But it's a great movie, so yeah, you should go so see it. so you should it. definitely go see it. Absolutely. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's yeah. not too long at all. No, no, no. Order the director's cut on Amazon right yeah, now. Yeah, it's like two hours and 50 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the credits, too. Yeah. yeah. So Us. Us. Jordan Peele's second film yes yes another good one not as good as get out um i'll just say rev i didn't like this movie at all what yeah why not i didn't like us at all why don't you like us um why did, what did we what, what have we ever what done did we to, do you? to you to not like us <laughs> um i don't even know where to begin uh just like right off the bat i think the premise of it is so fucking stupid and makes no sense. It's just like it there makes are sense. there are all these people underground. Like there's a copy of every human being like living underground, just like doing yeah, what the person up top does. Okay, I'll just I'll just get right into it. Lapita Nyong'o, in the most obvious twist of all time, yeah. is the copy. Yeah, yeah. She's the copy. Yeah. Um. That was a pretty bad twist. Yeah. But it. it but here's what I don't. Here's what bothered me. What I don't understand about it: the real Lapita Nyong'o, as a child, is like brought down there by the fake one and like mm-hmm. shackled to the bed. Right? Yeah. That happens. Eventually, she's like unshackled. Yeah. Why doesn't she just go up and explain to everybody what the fuck is going on? Because no one would believe her, dude. That's ridiculous. She she, she could be like, she... hey, everybody, come down and look at this insane shit. She needs to make up the story, or make up this entire plot. <sighs> For the, the people downstairs to come up and kill the people upstairs because she had to be raised downstairs when she should have been an upstairs person. Why couldn't she just be an upstairs person immediately after being unshackled from the Dude, bed? because it's like the recession, bro. Like, right? So you think you're an upstairs person and then the fucking mortgage bubble hits and all of a sudden you're a downstairs person and you can't get out of downstairs because you're stuck there with all the downstairs people. And if you try to go back upstairs and you're like, no, seriously, trust me, I used to be rich. And then the recession happened. And now I'm not rich anymore. Everyone would be like, all right, fuck you, go back downstairs. Like, And then we'd be like, no, we'll come look. There are all these downstairs people here with me. And no one would want to go look and just continue their lives upstairs. Are you with me? I think so. So she had to make this this whole game plan on how to retaliate against the upstairs people, a.k.a. the rich Oh, bro, I see. So, oh, okay. So this is a this movie's a class struggle, huh? <laughs> Did you not is. get that? The first oh, time? I had no idea. <laughs> this is what this was about. People living underground, eating rabbits, and riding roller coasters in closets. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's a little, it's a little heavy-handed. And yeah, <laughs> it's a little on the nose. Maybe it went over my head <laughs> because it was too on the nose yeah, that maybe. it went over your head. Um. So okay, well, let me. I, we mentioned rules when we were talking about hereditary. Talk about the right. rules. I think conceptually, before you get into the rules, I sure. think conceptually, okay. sure. the movie sure. it makes sense. Was it necessarily like executed in the best way? Not totally. 
Um, but it's also a movie like the last third of Hereditary, um, and kind of unlike Get Out and the rest of Hereditary, it's like more accessible for like your general sure. horror audience. Most We're, most audience members who like don't like to think when they go to a movie theater would like this movie. Yeah, or people who get handed information about a movie and what a movie is about, and then uh, pretend that they've like thought about it and like constructed these own thoughts and theories on their own like this that's a, this is a us is a movie for them sure and i don't hate it because of that i, I okay um i won't necessarily say i hate it i was like bored to tears by okay. it okay um i didn't think it was frightening at all like i spoke to some people who were like oh my god it was so scary i was like what scared you i, I thought it was i like, thought it was pretty lapita nyongo dancing like did that scare you i thought there there was there was some time in the middle that kind of like the whole like family chase uh that if you're just sure, watching okay. it for like pure entertainment, right? Purposes, the home, it's like, in, the home invasion, chunk yeah. The home of the in, movie, invasion right. uh, scene uh, or sequence is like objectively like kind of scary. Sure. Um. Sure. It like it made uh, me feel a little uneasy while I was watching. I I will say this: like we just talked about Tony Collette being fucking incredible and hereditary. Lupita Nyong'o is amazing in this fucking movie. She is amazing. She is wonderful. Holy shit. She's incredible. I don't know how she did what she did, but she is fantastic. If she if her performance wasn't as good as it was, I don't I don't know if I, I would recommend been... this movie at all. Really? Yeah. Um she's like Have you only seen it highlight. once? I've seen it twice. Okay. It I think twice. I want to re need to rewatch. I, I liked it less the second time I saw okay. it. Um but but back to back to you know, I brought up rules. Like back to rules. It's like so we're meant to like believe that all these people, the tethered who are downstairs? Let's we'll just say downstairs, whatever. Not underground, whatever. They're downstairs. <laughs> I like downstairs. <laughs> and they're downstairs, <laughs> and they have to mimic everything that's happening to their counterpart living up on the surface, right? Mm-hmm. So <laughs> until they go upstairs. Until they don't. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, uh, when are they no longer tethered? When they go upstairs. Why? That's no, but but the two sons. Like the one, the burnt one is like backing up into the, or he's backing up into the fire, yeah. right? And like he has to like mimic what the other one is doing, yeah. and he like kills himself. Why does he do that? Because he's not smart enough to to untether himself, or he gets retethered because of uh, some. There's like a glitch in the matrix. Oh, there's there's he, retethering. Going yeah, he gets <laughs> he gets re he gets retethered. It yeah, you you missed that that. Part. Oh, of course, yeah. Uh, I will say this. Uh, I think the more you think about this movie... The more ridiculous The more it, ridiculous the it more is. The more untethered. Right, the more untethered it becomes. <laughs> no, listen, I mean, I totally agree. I'm just, I'm just playing devil's advocate no, of for course. the sake of playing devil's of advocate. Um, I, think, I think his ideas are really good, and I think like what he's getting at is good. I just think the, exec- the execution of the idea, when you actually look at it, is so fucking silly. It's so silly. Is it? Yes! I don't know, dude. Because he does the thing with the song, and he slows it down, and like that was pretty creepy. I do like I Got Five on it. Yeah. The trailer of this movie was way better than the movie itself. The trailer is pretty good. Yeah. There's I that... Uh, there's that, like, super, super heavy-handed <laughs> shot of the family on the beach with their with their shadows following them. Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> hey, do you think the shadows might be, like, the people in the red leather... Or not leather jumpsuits. The people yeah. in the red jumpsuits yeah. who are downstairs. Where'd they get all those jumpsuits? Um, Amazon? Uh, probably, like, the prisons. What? 
You know, dude, because people who are downstairs are like they're in prison. They're like 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 sixty percent more likely to end up in prison during their lifetime. That's like a real stat. Oh shit. Yeah, dude. Do you think us stands for like U.S.? <laughs> yes, I do. Who are you people? We are Americans. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I laughed out loud. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, listen, I, I think it's, I think it's, it's overall, it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, it is definitely a little too on the nose with, with where it's trying to take us. Yes. Um, at sometimes, you know, a lot more than, than other times. Um, but I think overall, like if you kind of just like look at it as an interesting horror movie that. You know, because, like, horror films, like, essentially, not essentially, they always, you know, kind of reflect the society in which they're made and are, like, meant to, like, uh, kind of scare us about, like, real-life issues. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we can just, like, watch it and appreciate it for that without, you know, getting too nitpicky. I think if we nitpick, like, every horror movie, like, most of them will suck. But I think if we kind of just, like, appreciate them on this, like, more macro level... Uh, they're like a lot easier to enjoy. Absolutely. And I think the same could be said for this one. Uh tell you what it could not be said the same for. What? Midsummer. Dude. Midsummer was a fucking movie. Haven't seen it yet. Should we take some time but to talk about Midsummer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about it. It's so good. Yeah. They it's just like it's it's good and then like they like there's so much good stuff about it that it is what makes it good. Right. Anything bad about it is really overshadowed by the good in the film. Totally. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah, yeah. It's very, everything he's trying to do, like, really comes across. Yeah. And then, like, he does it. It's done, dude. You know? It gets done. Yeah. What's the better second movie? Us or Get Out? Uh... What? Or not Us. <laughs> <laughs> You shut my brain down <laughs> with that question. What's the better second movie? Us or Midsummer? Oh, Midsummer, 100%, dude. Yeah, dude, it yeah. was so good. Don't even have to see it, it to was know. <laughs> so good. Um, masterpiece. Absolute masterpiece. But I guess if you had to pick one of these directors, um, who would you go with? If I had to like pick which of the two I preferred? You, yeah. Well, having seen Midsummer <laughs> and how great it is... I'm gonna. I'm gonna probably. Okay, you know what? I'll be totally honest with you. Uh, I after us. Mm-hmm. I, I think that Jordan Peele is more original, mm-hmm. but I think I prefer Ari Aster's uh, direction. Okay. Better. All right. Yeah. I picked Jordan Peele. No, so I no guess, kidding. <laughs> I guess this uh, comes down to. Be very careful about what you say. Here. Comes down to identity politics. Okay. I'll drink to that. As will I. Hell yeah, brother. That Johnny Walker Black that we've yeah. been drinking all episode. Double black. Yeah, we yeah, this by the way, I don't know if we mentioned mentioned this episode. <laughs> Are you drunk? A little bit, dude, because I've been drinking this Johnny Walker double black. But anyways, this was the first of many Halloween episodes. Yes. Of this month of October that will yes. be coming out. 
come back next week for more spooky movies. There'll be spooky things happening. What are we going to talk about next time, Ref? Maybe Zim Zom Zombies? I think some Zombie Zambies. Zam Zam Zambonies, dude. Some Zambonies. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come back next week for uh, for some zombie talk in this uh, spooky movie spectacular nice. during during Spooktober. Nice that we're, alliteration there. That we're spooking up for you. Dude, spook away, my guy. Hell yeah, brother. Hell All yeah. Right. All right, stay spooky, folks. I will see you next time. We'll talk to you next time. Yeah, we'll... <laughs>